Good evening. It is time for today's Tax Talk. I'm your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. Uh, This is Thursday, July 28th, 27th. I keep getting the day wrong. 28th, uh, July 28th, the year of our Lord, 2022. I want to thank you so much for joining us. You know, yesterday we were talking about the Build Back Better plan. They finally got rid of the Build Back Better plan, but they just named it something else. (laughs) The the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, won't you join us? Never ceases to amaze me uh, about uh, the IRS and eh, the Congress. You know, they, they got to come up with some name. Uh, everybody's fighting inflation, so they come up with an act. The, the Build Back Better plan was <laughs> died several times, as we talked about on this show, and uh, kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. Uh, and so now it's called the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Um, it, it won't reduce inflation because one of the reasons of we have inflation is government spending. I was going to say in my opinion, but that's kind of a economic fact about government spending causing inflation. Um, so, you know, uh, here's where we are. But we're, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And uh, uh, there's been a couple, there's a couple good stories about it. Uh, it hasn't yet passed. We know that Joe Manchin kind of came around. The the, the um, Build Back Better plan was up to $5 trillion, $3 trillion to $5 trillion. Uh, this plan is only seven hundred billion, but it does include the IRS supersizing the IRS, uh, doubling the size of the IRS. I always say, what kind, what free people would create an agency like the IRS? And then at this late date, after we know it, doubled the size, doubled the size. And you know they they keep saying, well, you know they're not answering the phone and they have all these backlogs and, but this money's not going to go for that. The money that they're giving, $80 billion, is going to go to enforcement because that's how they can say how they're paying for all this. Oh, it's not going to cost anything. We're going we're gonna to spend $80 billion on the IRS, and the IRS is going to bring in, it's going to be bountiful. We're gonna, it's going to be a big, uh, they're going to capture a lot of money that people aren't paying. The mega rich, obviously, the, the super rich, we're going after them. We all know that's not what happens. They don't go after the super rich. They're going after anybody who owns a business. That's who's going to pay for this. This is who's going to get audited. Small business. They always targeted small business to increase audits on small business. So it's not the large uh, mega don't, mega millionaires or billionaires. They're not the ones that are being targeted. You know, small business. My clients, people who own their own business, people who you know who are just trying to make ends meet. Um, you're going to be audited, and you and uh, you know most audits are going to find that you owe money. I mean, just the, just the way it works. Um, so one thing you can do is is uh, try to get your accounting and bookkeeping in order because they're coming, and they're going to cert- they're going to go through your book your books, and if there's a problem, so it sometimes it's not really whether you uh, are trying to hide any money from the IRS. You just didn't do your bookkeeping right. And I've I've helped enough people with audits to see that whole categories of expenses disallowed, amounting to 
you know, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars uh, in, in additional taxes, plus the penalties then. And so that, and then in the interest, because it's going to take a couple of years to fight it. And then they're going to put the interest on it going several years back. And that, that number adds up very quickly. And, you know, so again, you could do You could think you're doing nothing wrong, but you're going to get audited and the audit's going to find that you owe money. And, and that, and that's what they're looking for. They need the extra money to spend on all of their goodies that they're giving away, but they're not giving them away to you. They have other people to give them to. You're going to pay for it. So anyway, let's go to the, let us go to the, uh, Story, supersizing the IRS will hurt the working rich, not fat cat tax evaders. And it also won't help us recover from the recession we're definitely not in, <laughs> right? Because they told us, well, you know, uh, the definition of a, re- of a recession has always been two quarters of negative, you know, I was going to say negative growth, but that's not, uh, it isn't growth if it's negative, right? Uh, but now they're changing that definition. They always change the definition. After months of acrimonious infighting, Manchin and Schumer have reached a deal on spending bill portrayed as a means of fighting inflation that will devote federal money to climate change initiatives, which is one of the problems where we're in, right? Because we're they're fighting climate change by making us pay more for gas. It just that's that's what they're doing, and it's and it's working. Clean energy and reducing the deficit. The spending bill, they're reducing the deficit by increasing the IRS. That's how they're reducing the deficit, so they say. The spending bill, called the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, will pay for its ambitious proposals in part by doubling the size of the IRS, empowering the agency to reach its grubby little hands into ever more people's pocketbooks. The Manchin-Schumer deal includes roughly $370 billion in energy and climate spending, $300 billion in deficit reduction. Again, that's that's money coming from you. Uh, three years of subsidies for Affordable Care Act premiums, prescription drug reform, and significant tax changes. This is an action the American people have been waiting for, uh, Joe Biden announced. What does Joe Biden know about what the American people want? No. He hasn't been able to convince him of anything. But the bill also beefs up IRS enforcement capabilities, allowing our tax cops to audit far more people than before, including many working professional high earners. While the riches continue to employ teams of accountants to take advantage of every possible loophole, uh, as they darn well should, is this really what Biden thinks the American people have been waiting for? The Demo- This is a tweet. I don't, I don't, I don't, like, to, I don't like to read these tweets, so... Um, our major concern is that the IRS provisions of the bill contain no accountability provisions for the agency, no sort of significant oversight of its efforts to reform and approve its processes, not a ton of robust protections for taxpayers who have seen their privacy or security of their information threatened. None of that. The reason the agency has been repeatedly criticized for failing to keep taxpayer information secure. In 2021, ProPublica obtained and published the private information of hundreds of the highest net worth of taxpayers. It's still unclear how that investigative journalism outlet got access to this sensitive information. In 2015, hackers stole the personal information of 104,000 taxpayers, a number later amended to 700,000 upon more thorough investigation. 
And just this year, the IRS oddly destroyed 30 million paper tax returns without processing them due to a hefty pandemic area backlog era backlog to make room for returns for the 2021 tax filing season. All of that we've covered on this show. As for the Manchin-Schumer bill, the IRS enforcement section leaves a lot to be worried about while doing very little to fix the agency's persistent customer service and data security failures. This is a provision in there is a provision in the bill that says nothing in this subsection is intended to increase taxes on any taxpayer with taxable income below $400,000. <laughs> we just put that in the bill. Whether it does or not, we said we don't want it to. <laughs> Adding that this clause is hardly an ironclad guarantee that this increase in funding won't mean an increase in audits for precisely that group. Exactly. They're, they won't increase your tax rate but you will pay more in taxes because they'll find more income or, or disallow many of your expenses. And that way you'll pay more money in taxes. That's just the way it works. The provision, the provision to me seems like a fig leaf. I think the danger with the enhanced IRS efforts is they don't come with strict oversight and strict requirements from Congress is that they fall hardest on low and middle income taxpayers. Of course it does. That's where the money is. There are wealthy taxpayers who are responsible for some of this estimated tax gap who are not paying the taxes that they owe according to the law. But those wealthy taxpayers have the most resources and the best resources at their disposal to fight the IRS. History has shown us that the IRS will go after the low-hanging low fruit. History also shows us that the Democrats, time and time again, will try to pay for their ambitious spending proposals via rooting around in the existing taxpayer pool to try to find scofflaws and accidental, accidental non-compliance, often with little success. Another new Democratic administration, another hollow promise to discover hundreds of billions of unreported tax obligations under the national, national mattress. <laughs> A staggering $700 billion in current in currently undetected taxpayer IOUs is grabbable over the next decade and $1.6 trillion the, ne- the decade after. If only we could give the IRS an extra $80 billion worth of rope which will, which it, to close the tax gap. I always tell you the tax gap is, they, bring, they talk about it all the time. It's not going away. There's, they're never going to get rid of the tax gap, but it's the boogeyman. It's the reason why they have to do what they do, uh, double the size of the IRS. But Biden administration's claims might seem familiar noted because Obama administration had claimed it was going to crack down on overseas tax evasion, scrounging up $210 billion. This, for the most part, did not happen. But President Barack Obama's efforts did end up creating the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, FATCA, a set of onerous reporting requirements for Americans that keep more than five figures worth in overseas accounts and the financial institutions that serve them. The results were predictable. Expats were locked out of their banking services. Record numbers of mostly middle-class Americans renounced their U.S. citizenship, and IRS collections went essentially unchanged. But, but again, they ha- the way the budgeting works is if they're going to spend $700 billion, and then they can pretend that they're going to collect $700 billion from scofflaws, well, then the bill doesn't cost anything. It's neutral. It's deficit reduction. Of course, we know that that's just not going to happen. The, 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 the part of them 
uh, spending the money, that will happen. The $700 billion spending, that'll happen. But the $700 billion in additional revenue will never come around. It just doesn't. Conservatives are obsessed with making it as easy as possible for rich people to cheat on their taxes. It's, it's generally sick. But that's not how most fiscal conservatives and libertarians are concerned. They're concerned because beefed-up IRS enforcement is frequently billed as a means for cracking down on fat cap tax evaders and shoring up federal government coffers, when in reality it allows a privacy-infringing government agency to harass the working rich, finding very little additional revenue in the process. There's no reason to think this time it will be any different. I agree. Another story. Uh, from Federal News Network. Let's go to the top here. IRS gets $80 billion to rebuild its capacity under Senate reconciliation deal. The IRS gets another shot at long-term investment in its enforcement and taxpayer services. The budget reconciliation package announced Wednesday (laughs) by by Schumer uh, would give the IRS $80 billion over the next 10 years with a focus on tax enforcement. Schumer said Wednesday he expects the Senate to vote on the budget reconciliation bill next week. The 2022 Inflation Reduction Act. How do we know it's going to fight inflation? Because they named it that. How could they name it that if it wasn't going to fight inflation? (laughs) Would help shrink the growing tax gap, there it is again, between what taxpayers owe and what the agency collects. The commissioner told Congress last year that the tax gap may be as high as $1 trillion a year. So that's again. That's what it, it always changes depending on how how much the, you know the money. They're trying to get more money, so they they dangle more. Well, there's a trillion dollars a year out there to get. They're not going to get a trillion dollars. They're not. They, and anyway, the 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 estimate goes from three hundred billion to one trillion. The three hundred tr- billion might be too high, or or maybe it's right, but they'll never be able to collect it. The package also gives the postal service three billion dollars in funding for electric vehicles and charging infrastructure. This is what we're worried about. People can't buy uh, food, can't get gas, and they're worried about the, the uh, make sure that the Postal Service has electric vehicles. The Biden administration, because you'll see here, the Biden administration and congressional Democrats first included these spending proposals in the Build Back Better Act, but Manchin eventually rejected the deal. His role in drafting this similar but less expensive package improved its chances of passing the, the Senate. President Joe Biden said Thursday the bill has a lot of similarities compared to the Build Back Better Act. It's just a it's just a fraction of the Build Back, but it's still the bill. It's still Build Back Better. It's not at all. It's not all of it. It's not all of it. But we've moved a long way. Biden said the IRS would have until September thirtieth, twenty thirty one, to spend the money. How much money? Eighty billion dollars. The IRS would see forty five billion towards its enforcement enforcement operations, so more than half, and $25 billion would go toward operation support. Another four point, uh, so let's do the math, that's $2.5 billion a year. The IRS budget is $14 billion. Uh, you know, so not too much more is going towards, and it, so if maybe they, maybe they double the uh, efficiency and that, let's face it, that's not going to happen. But let's say they do. Uh, well, then they'll answer 40% of the calls instead of 20% of the calls. An- another $4.75 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. 4. billion 
go toward the six-year IT modernization act because after after many years of spending billions of dollars, they don't have any uh, IT infrastructure. If the spending bill passes, the IRS would finally have access to multi-year funds it says are needed to make more progress on its IT modernization goals. A recent IRS uh, report found the agency experienced over 100 continuing resolutions since 2001, and funding uncertainty forces the agency to opt for more expensive, less efficient, short-term solutions when it comes to IT modernization. More than $3 billion would go to, toward taxpayer services. The bill would also give the IRS $15 million to prepare and deliver a report to Congress on the cost of developing and running of a free direct e-file tax. Remember, we talked about this the other day. This is Elizabeth Warren. They want the IRS to uh, to do everybody's taxes, to do it themselves. And as I said then, right, there's nothing more expensive than free government services. Uh, so here, the union, the National Treasury Employees Union, said the IRS lost 8,645 customer service representatives from 10, 2010 to 2020, hampering the ability to respond to taxpayer phone calls. The, the union president said in a statement Thursday, the $80 billion investment will help the IRS catch tax cheats and narrow the gap between what is owed and collected every year. And doesn't mention uh, that it doubles the size of his union. <laughs> right? Uh, the union has long argued that a fully funded, fully staffed IRS is a potent tool for de- deficit reduction because the tax revenue that is left on the table each year. However, the unions are equally enthusiastic about how this investment would revolutionize customer service for all American taxpayers who need extra help meeting their tax obligations. A bill summary states the IRS would allow the Treasury Secretary greater flexibility with respect to personnel, including direct hire authority the IRS received this year. They already have that, though. That's not in the bill. A Congressional Budget Office report last year found the IRS would more than double its workforce under the spending. The agency recently told Congress it had 33,000 fewer employees in 2020 than it it did a decade ago. And we've talked a lot about that, about why that is. Um, Now that over 90% of all tax returns are are filed electronically. The bill summary expects the IRS with these investments will raise $124 billion in additional revenue over the next 10 years. Okay. So now it's 124 billion. While well, we're spending 80 billion to get 124 billion, I thought it was seven. I thought it was a trillion dollars a year that we're going to get, or 700 billion, or it, it changes. The number changes all the time. The IRS would have nine months after the legislation passes on the cost of developing and uh, running a direct e-file system, including costs to build and administration and administer each release with a focus on multilingual and mobile-friendly features and safeguards for taxpayer data. <laughs> They've done such a good job. The report would require an independent third party to review and provide input on the overall feasibility, approach, schedule, cost, organizational design, and the internal revenue service capacity to deliver such a direct email uh, e-file return system. As I said, let's give them more work because they're, 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 they're doing such good work now. A summary of the bill addresses the $80 billion as an effort to rebuild the IRS. Every year, hardworking American families pay the taxes on time, while wealthy millionaires and billionaires avoid paying the, the taxes they owe to the federal government. The IRS needs resources to tackle this challenge, the summary states. In a blog post Thursday, 
uh, IRS information officer said the agency will update its six-year IT modernization plan in the coming months with a view of existing modernization programs and future plans that will that can be scaled up or down based on the available resources. Our vision includes personalized online accounts for individuals, businesses, and tax professionals that are simple to use and navigate and seamless updates to IRS systems when tax laws change. That's their view. Well, I'm not going to, I can keep, I can go on there. On this, so well, let's go to the end here. Uh, she said the IRS converted over ninety percent of the core legacy code for processing individual income tax returns to Java, which is a, a language, with the goal of finishing this portion of the work in fiscal two thousand twenty-three. The individual master file created in the nineteen sixties by IBM is coded in assembly language code or COB and COBOL programming languages that are no longer commonly taught. It's one of the mo- oldest legacy systems still running in the federal government. When the conversion is completely complete and tested, the IRS will no longer be re- reliant on legacy code for core individual tax processing. This means that for future system changes, the updates will be done in Java programming lang- language, which are trained any trained developer can use. The, this achievement will also help us recruit, hire, and train for the people we need to run our modernized tax systems for more readily. Uh, I have I have seen. Um, reports that the older uh, language that they use with the IRS helps us prevent fraud and hackers because they're not familiar with these older uh, languages. So there's a double-edged sword there. Uh, anyway, that's where we are. Uh, you, know, the, I, you know, I help people with IRS problems. So this is, this is a boom, right? They're going to double the size of the IRS. A lot of people are going to be seeking help, so that's good for me. But I, I I'd prefer that they leave people, you know, that they that the IRS. There's plenty of people with IRS problems. We don't need to double the size of the people with IRS problems, right? Uh, anyway, that's my opinion. So uh, thanks so much for watching. Remember, I'm going to ask you to re- like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. We need your help. Can't do it without you. Uh, so please like and subscribe. And remember. If you owe the IRS any money, if you have unfiled tax returns, you don't know what to do. The first thing you should do is get a copy of my book, Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. Go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com. Get your free copy of Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. I will ask for a a small uh, shipping and handling fee, uh, but the book and all the bonuses that go along with the book are free. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, We look forward. Tomorrow is uh, we're going to be streaming about about 2 o'clock in the afternoon uh, for the Trust Radio Network. So I hope you can join us then. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.